Hey church, uh, it's so good again to chat to you. Um, if we haven't met yet, my name is Jean-Michel and I'm an associate pastor here at Victory. And uh, I'm just grateful that we get to get into the word right now. And um, as you watch, I hope that you'll get involved in the comment section. You know, we have a couple of people around us that can amen, everybody. Is it? Come on, right? So we have a couple of people we can chat to here as we're recording. But uh, the way that you amen is in the chat. So get involved and let's, let's just be the community together. And I want to take the opportunity to invite everybody who's watching from home. If you've never been to a watch party before, I want to encourage you to come. Come sometime soon. Book your spot and come and enjoy a service with people. And we make sure that it's super safe and that uh, everything is taken care of so you have nothing to worry about. And uh, it's great to just be with people and to worship with people again. So I'm encouraging you to get involved. And this week, we are reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, and from verse 34. So if you've got your Bibles, please get them out, and uh, let's read together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 says this, For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Today, I want to talk about a message called Finding Your Cast Away Confidence. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we thank you that your presence is here. We thank you that as we get into your word, that Lord, you're going to reveal something new to us, that you're going to open our hearts, that you're going to speak deep things to us, and you're going to set something inside of us that's going to push us towards our destiny. Today, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and talk, to come and be at the center of all that we do. And we say, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So when I was a kid, the stage was never scary to me. Now, we've got a couple of people. We've got musicians and people around here. So I don't think the stage is necessarily too scary to them, which is great. But I don't know. A lot of people out sitting there, maybe post in the chats. If you, if you love the stage, give me a thumbs up. If you don't ever want to be on a stage ever, give me a thumbs down. And the reality is a lot of people would rather be in the background or maybe not on a stage. But when I was a kid, I liked the stage. And uh, I went to this uh, pre-primary school, nursery school, called Little Flock. It was very cute. And uh, it was a Christian school. And uh, we used to do plays and things. And I remember, I vividly remember. In fact, it's one of the only things about preschool that I actually do remember. Is we did a play in the church. A, a big play. To me, it was a massive play. I think it must have been about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. The longest play of all time. But I got to be a surfer dude in this play. Not only a surfer dude, I was the surfer dude at the front of all the surfer dudes. So what happened was, because I liked the stage and I liked moving around and doing my thing, they noticed that I would be a good surfer dude. So they put me at the front. And I promise you, I was the best surfer dude. I was going there in my swimming shorts on the church stage, and I was flying around, and it was awesome. And we would practice it every day at, after class or whatever. I don't know how it worked, but 
We practiced it all the time and it was always perfect. I loved the stage. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So the night came and we all arrived and I remember being backstage with my mom and getting changed into my surfer dude outfit and going out to do my thing where I was riding the waves and I moved to the front of the stage ready to impress the whole crowd. It was, it was going to be the, the, the most amazing thing they'd ever seen in their lives. And as I went down into my surfer pose, I went so far down to ride that wave that I actually fell over backwards and landed on my back. Now, I'd done this about 50 times in rehearsal, and that had never happened. But now, all of a sudden, on the big night, there I am falling over. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I... I've done this so many times. How could this have happened? And from one instant to another, I went from being the most overconfident, ready to impress the whole world person to someone really, really scared and not knowing what to do. Fortunately, I wasn't smart enough to realize that I was supposed to be scared after that. So I just got up and carried on and it was great. But I will never forget that moment because in that moment, I was truly overconfident. Have you ever met a person like that? They're super confident, maybe overconfident, maybe they rate themselves just a little too much in what they're doing. And what is that scripture? What but pride comes before the fall. Is that a thing? I think it's a thing <laughs> that uh, pride comes before the fall. And that really is what happened to me. But I want to say something to you. Check this out. Do you know that you can never be overconfident in God's promises to you? Never. You can't be overconfident in what God has promised to you. But I want to just come to this scripture that I read at the beginning, and we're going to read it again. But I want to just think about what's happening inside of that scripture. The writer of Hebrews in this moment is talking to a people who are under persecution. Now, if you were uh, watching or at a watch party last week, you'll know that we spoke about pain and suffering and God's love and compassion in that moment and how he will never leave you where you are. But even in those moments, he's moving you from where you are to where he wants you to be. But in this moment, in this book of Hebrews, we're talking to a people who are struggling, who are in deep persecution and hurt. But these people had somehow retained their joy and hope in Jesus. And I want to read it again to you. From verse 34, it says this. For you, these persecuted people, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. It's such a powerful, powerful, beautiful scripture. The writer is kind of saying to these people, do not cast away your confidence. You see, in that moment when I was on that stage, when I fell over and everything went wrong, I had a choice to make. Now I was a, a tiny, I was maybe three or four years old. I was a tiny kid. But somehow in that moment, I made the decision 
not to cast away my confidence. I made the decision to rise up, to get up, and to carry on going. And it was such a small thing in that moment, but I will never forget that. That's something that is so meaningful to me. And I think if I had to ask you who's watching, if there's ever been a moment in your life when you really thought something was going to be great, and somehow it went not so great. I'm thinking, about, I mean, how many times has that happened in your life and in my life when one day things are just amazing and within an hour, two hours, everything just seems to fall apart? It's, it's, it happens all the time. And we all have moments like that. And in this moment, in this scripture, the writer is saying to everyone, he's saying to you and he's saying to me, in these moments, even though you might suffer, even though you might go through persecution to the point where people are plundering your goods, do not cast away your confidence. See, here's the thing. Every one of us goes through suffering from time to time. It's a reality. And we spoke about it. Like, like we said last week, we want to make it okay in this church for you to not be okay. We don't ever want to have a community that, that um, you have to be okay. You have to be good. We want to be able to rely on each other. We want to be able to say to each other, I'm here for you. More than that, God is here for us. But I want you to see something. And I want you to focus on what I'm saying right now. Do you know that the suffering that you go through is not random? It's designed on purpose. It's designed on purpose to get you to cast away your confidence, to lose confidence, to give up your confidence. And it's designed to make you lose your confidence in three areas. Number one, God's presence. Lose your confidence in God's presence. Number two, lose your confidence in God's promise. And number three, lose confidence in God's power. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever asked, where is God? I definitely have asked the question, where is God? Because I know what his promises are. I know what his heart is for me. But where is he? Sometimes we don't know, especially when things drag on, especially when you're going through something and you haven't seen the end, especially when you go through something and it seems never to end. You see, we can endure pain for a while. We can endure suffering for a while. We're resilient. But after it carries on and carries on and you keep struggling and you keep trying to find the exit and you keep trying to find the way out and you can't find it, that's where this suffering is designed to make you lose confidence and ask the question, where is God? And we spoke about this last week, that God is right there. He's not far He's not distant. He's not trying to say, come on, just get better. Everything's going to be fine. He's right there and he sympathizes with what you're going through. And so in that moment, when you are in that deepest of pain, when you're in that deepest of struggle, that's the moment when that question comes up, where is God? You're going to remember this word, that this suffering, this pain, this trial that you're going through has been designed to get you to lose confidence, to cast away your confidence. I ask you now, have you lost confidence in God's presence? Have you lost confidence that God is actually with you, that he's right there, that he does actually care? That's the enemy trying to get in, to switch your mind 
from God's heart to feeling alone. And we me ask you this, the second question. Have you ever doubted something that God has said? All of us know that God has promises for our life, right? We know that God has said something to you. He said something about your future. He's declared a destiny. We've declared so many times that God has a plan and a future for you. But when you know where you're going and you know what you're supposed to be doing and you know how it's supposed to look, but it's not happening and it's not happening and you keep picking yourself up and doing it again and working harder and being faithful, but it's not happening, What about that business that you wanted to start, but the funding never seems to come? What about that degree you wanted to get, but you never get the finances or the time to actually go and do it, and you know it's part of your future, but you can't seem to get there? Have you ever asked or doubted what God said? You see, the trial you're going through is designed to pull your attention and your focus away from what God has said and onto the circumstance that's in your way. All you can remember is there isn't finance. There isn't time. I can't do it. But the reality is God said it and his promises are yes and amen and they will never let you down. They will never fail. Even if this this season is extended and it's taking long, he's still there. Because this suffering has come to take you away from his destiny for your life. Getting you to cast away your confidence in God and what he said. At the very end, at the very last, when pain has taken its toll, it will try and get you to cast away your confidence in God's power to save. You see, when you get to a moment when you are so far down that you no longer can even see a way to save yourself, you get to the point where you say, Jesus, save me. But what comes after that? What if Jesus doesn't save you? What if it still continues? That trial is designed by the enemy to get you to lose your confidence in God's power to save. You see, right before we get into this set of scriptures in verse 34, if you read a few verses before that, the writer is now talking about people who have deliberately and purposefully lost their belief in Jesus Christ. They've said within themselves, I don't need a savior. I don't need God. I don't need Jesus. And it says that once they believed, but now they turn away. And What the writer is saying in this moment is that these people never endured. They couldn't endure. When the trials came, when the cares of this world came, when the things around that tried to pull their focus pulled them away, they lost their faith in God's power to save them. Life got too hard, pain got too much, and that was it. And they decided to move on. But check this out. Are you ready? Verse 39. Let's read it together. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Did you get that? We are not of those. You and I, no matter what 
pain we go through, no matter what trial we suffer, no matter how long it takes, you and I are not part of those who lose our belief, who cast away our confidence. We are those who believe in the saving power of God, that His timing is perfect, that He'll never leave us, that He'll never forsake us, and that even in the darkest moment, when all lights go out, when it's dark and it's pitch black, and God, where are you? He is right there, and we believe in that, and we will never stop believing. Come on, post in the chat. Say it to someone next to you. I believe. Post it in the chat. I believe. You see, this is a call for motion. This scripture is not one that's saying, I'm going to sit down. You see, the reality is these people in this scripture were enduring pain. They were enduring suffering. They were not easy. They, they didn't, life didn't look good for them. But you know what? They had joy. They had peace. They had confidence in God that no matter what happened to them, everything was going to work out. And I'm telling you this, 2021 is a year of movement. 2021 is a year of change. It's a year to get towards where God is taking us. It's a year to take another step and another step. It's a year of building. And I want you to focus on this word building. It's a year to build. Building takes effort. Building takes a brick on brick on brick. And when you plant that first brick, you can't see the house that God is building, but one more brick and one more brick and one more brick. And it takes effort and it's difficult and you sweat and it's hot. But one day you look back and there's a house, a mansion built, and you realize every step that you took, God was building something in your life. I'm talking to someone today. You've got dreams. You've got hopes. But the cares of this world, the trials and the suffering that you've gone through, undeserved, things that, you, that is not fair, that you've been through, have got you to cast away your confidence in God. Come on. But this year is a year to believe. A year to stand, a year to stand up in confidence because we believe, we believe that God saves, we believe that God heals, we believe that God provides, we believe that he does what the impossible is, we believe that he will never leave us. That's who we are, that's who God is, and that's what he's doing inside of you. Where suffering has caused you to cast away your confidence. Today, you take up confidence again in God's presence. You take up confidence again in His promise, in His power. Where suffering has caused you to draw back from your destiny. Today, you stand up in confidence and move towards your calling. Because we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. And do you know that that's all that God needs? God doesn't need you to be the most talented. God doesn't need you to be the smartest in the room. God doesn't need a business degree. God doesn't need finances. God doesn't need influence. God doesn't need leadership. God doesn't need any of those things. All he needs is a soul who will believe in him. Believe in what he says, no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter what's going on in your life, will you believe in Jesus? Because in this moment, when you endure suffering, and I want to be sensitive in this moment, because the reality of suffering is that that pain is hard to endure. And you may not yet have faced it, 
but maybe you have. Maybe you're currently right now in the most intense moment of your life. We said last week, and it's still true this week, the reality of the pandemic and what has happened in this world has caused so much pain in people's lives. Things we can't imagine, things we can't understand. Walk a day in my shoes and maybe you'll understand. Right now where you are sitting, the choice is laid before you. Will I cast away my confidence or will I take it up? Will I take it up again? You see, I'm talking to someone today. You know you've lost your confidence in God. You know that you've lost your confidence in what he can do for you. But today, God is saying, take it up. Pick it up. Pick your confidence up. Wear it like a jacket. Wear it like a shroud over you. Confidence in God. You see, if I look all the way back to that one day when I was a kid surfing in front of people, and I fell over, my confidence was in myself. And truly, it's, a, it's a, a small, silly example. But this is true for your every life, for your business, for your finances, for your relationships. That confidence comes when it's no longer us who can find the way out. It's no longer us that builds our life. But we build it on God. We let Him guide us. We let Him lead us. Our confidence is in Him. And today, we are saying as a church, today we are saying as the people of God, even if pain comes, even if suffering comes, we will not cast away our confidence because today we are finding our castaway confidence and we're taking it back. We're standing on the word of God and we will not let the enemy teach us that God doesn't provide, that his presence is not there, that his love is not there. We believe in faith that he is, that he is who he says he is, and he will change our lives. And so for the next few minutes, we're just gonna pray. We're gonna take a minute to really open our hearts to Jesus and to let him build us up again. And so if you're watching from home, or from a watch party, and you just need that strength again, you know you've lost confidence in God's plan for your life. Then I want you to know this word is for you. And so all over the place, let's just bow our heads for a moment. Let's open our hearts to Jesus and let's let him talk. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now that your presence is all we need. Your life is all we need. Lord Jesus, right now, things are coming against us that we can't understand, things we can't even, in our own flesh, we can't even endure it. We're struggling and we're suffering. Right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that every person struggling with pain and, and suffering inside their hearts and their lives, right now, will you come and will you just wrap your arms around them? Will you remind them that this is just a season, that the season will end, that the season will come to a close and that you are still moving them where you want. Today I pray, Lord God, that we would not cast away our confidence in you, but that we would take it up, that we wouldn't sit down where we are, but we would rise up, we would stand up and we would continue one step in front of the other, 
going towards your destiny, your heart for us. Right now, Holy Spirit, minister. Minister to every broken heart. Minister to every broken soul. We receive that today. And so I just want to say one last time to everyone that's watching, if this is you, if this is speaking to you, and just for one minute, I just want you to receive. Just open your hearts, raise your hands. Jesus, I receive. I receive confidence. I receive confidence, a sure-footed knowing that you are there for me. And you will never let me fail. You will never let me fall. I receive it today. We receive it as a church. In Jesus' name. Amen.